Welcome to Warehouse 13. Alive, it's alive, it's alive. It's all part of the plan. Hey, this is Sean Clark from Horrors Hollow Grounds and the Thing with Two Heads podcast, and you're listening to the Metal Hand of God. To the Metal Land of God podcast, I am your host Wayne, and with me, as always, is that gentleman over there. I am the Rum Guy, and today we have a fabulous guest, an amazing guy. He's an actor. He's an uh, he's just an all-around great person, Mister Eddie McClintock. How are you, buddy? I'm well. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I kind of I kind of stumbled on your name there for a second. I apologize. Apologize. That's a, that's okay. Uh, usually, I get you know Eddie. McGinch or Eddie my clit talks. So Oh, my clit talks. I, uh, I like that one. Yeah. Well it's so that's he, a that's a nice trick. <laughs> yeah, so you, you you did okay there. So I'll t- I'll take it. So so let's let's get your day uh lined up here. You just drove your child, you drove your son an hour and a yeah. half to see his girlfriend. Right. Um, that's a good day. Which, which that's a good you know dad. what that means, right? This is the one because I used to drive an hour and a half to see my girlfriend, and I married her. Whoa! All right. So, well, so, just to let you know, it could happen. Not at fifteen. Don't get because it's still <laughs> probably illegal. But yeah, yeah, and and he's not doing the driving. You know, he's listening to his, you know, iPods the whole time while I'm cursing at the traffic <laughs> so. and, you, and you you had told me earlier when you, when you messaged us about that you you told me not to have children well it's too late uh i have a, oh you did yeah, you have kids. yeah i have a five-year-old so i got a i got a good ways to wait before he starts deciding that he needs to drive an hour and a half away for a girl but it, it'll go by quick i think uh, dude you know when i we have two. One's 15, one's 14. And when they were young like that, you know, you'd get all the people coming up going, enjoy it, because it sure goes fast, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, what, whatever, right? Um, but man, I, w- I, I would give my left nut to have them back at five and four. Right. Really? 15 and 14? <laughs> Ain't no day at the picnic. <laughs> yeah, I got my my son is is a wild man already, and I can only imagine what he's going to be like at that age. You know, it's and, and I'm an older guy, so it's like, fuck, man, why did I wait so long to have a kid? He's going to kill me when I get to be, you know, later in my age. Now, when you say older guy, I'm I'm 46. You, I'm 46. You're 46. Okay, so you had him when you were 40. Yes. Ish. Yeah, 41, uh, 40, 41. Yeah, 
you know, that's about right. Um, I'm, I'll be, I'll be 54. Uh, in May. So, yeah, you know, my kids are, I'm old, I'm a geezer, I don't know anything, I'm a boomer, um, you know, my, nothing that I say to them uh, matters, nothing that I say to them, uh, I'm just a, you know, an, an old boomer that doesn't know anything. Which is well, here's ridiculous. the thing. Here's the thing. You you may be 54, but dude, you do not age. You're no. like timeless. No. Oh, uh, thanks. Thanks. Well, you know, I have some of the best plastic surgeons in town. <laughs> <laughs> but you've been, that, I mean. That, that cleft in my chin, best yeah. five grand I ever spent. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have had uh, uh, an amazing life. And you've got an amazing career. Your your track record for for shows and and movies Man. is amazing. My question to you is, how do you how do you keep going? I mean, you've got projects. I know you've got some projects coming up, but I don't want to talk to about them right now. But what keeps you going? I mean, you you, you live in the healthy lifestyle now, or what? Mortgage, mortgage. Well, <laughs> That's That'll what keeps that's what keeps me going. <laughs> Mortgage, man. I mean, I just uh come on, man. I uh let's see. Um well, first of all, thank you. Um you know, from from the outside, I'm sure it appears that way, but from this end, from this end, you know, my career's over, you know, I'll never no. work again. Um, you know, I'm old and craggedy, so no one wants to hire me anymore. So I, I appreciate that vote of confidence, but, um, you know, I mean, what keeps me going? I, I would have to say, you know, my, my football coach and my wrestling coach and my dad, who were the three biggest influences on me growing up. And, you know, I just was taught, you know, and I, and I want to give up. You know, there's plenty of times I want to give up, but I'm just like, I hear my coaches and my dad say, dude, you know, shake it off, get back in there, stay in the fight. So I'm, I'm staying in for as long as I can. Do you, do you enjoy it still though? I mean, it, the, I've always been told that uh, no matter what it is, if you stop enjoying it, just, just let it Walk pass away. you by. But yeah. uh, is, uh, do you still enjoy the fight? I guess is the question. I, I I enjoyed the actual, you know, work. You know, I, I love the work. Mm -hmm. I get to, uh, I mean, you know, I get to pretend I'm someone else for a living. So, I mean, yeah, that's you know, pretty awesome. You know, when I, when I look at, you know, all the other things that people have to do to make a living, trust me, I mean, I consider myself incredibly lucky. Um, you know, I'm just a dumb jock hillbilly from northeastern Ohio <laughs> who has gotten very lucky, and and I've never lost sight of that. You know, um, so I love I love when I'm doing it. I love when I'm working. Um, it's it's the not working part that's the heart. That's that's the mental part of this whole trip. This whole experience has been the the the, the time in between jobs. Yeah, it, it plays tricks with you, doesn't it? Oh man, yeah. I mean, like I said, I I feel like I'm never gonna work again. My career's over. What am I gonna do? I mean, I actually uh, 
six months ago, I applied to be uh, because I wasn't working enough, and I just, you know, I I need to pay the bills. Sure. And yeah. So, I um, I said to my wife, you know, I, I want to do something that at the end of the day I can be proud of and that, you know, the boys can see me and be proud of me. And, you know, so I went and applied to LAPD and I went down, I took all the tests and uh, yeah, I did really well. I mean, I've, I've grown up being kind of a gym rat like i said i wrestled i wrestled you know when it came to the they asked me if i had ever done drugs and i was another question it would have been what drugs have you not done? <laughs> and, and um you know i wasn't i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna i was very very, very honest because after you take the test then you have to you have to go through like a nine hour our, um, I don't know if it's nine hours, but you go through, uh, you know, the lie, a lie detector test. And sure. so if you, you know, I just was like, I'm not going to lie about it. So they, they bounced me out, which of course made me feel even better about my, um, position in life. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, like I said, I, I shake it off. I, you know, I breathe, I scream at the sky and then I, I get back in the fight. So. Well, I, I I think it's amazing that you you, you took that leap. I yeah, mean, me that's, too. That's amazing because that it takes a lot of know, guts to do something like that, man. It does because you, you that's a that's a complete. Uh, I mean, you're talking a it's it's a career change, but in, in full fairness, you have played a cop in the past. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So you could have just thrown that I, out there, and be like, I look, never an army man either. But I have played one on college. Damn. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. All right, everybody, it's finally happened. The Metal Hand of God podcast has finally got an online merch store. It's located at tpublic.com. That's right, tpublic, T-E-E, public.com. Go there. To their website, type in MHOG, and a variety of art designs will pop up where you can put them on t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, pandemic masks. That's right, we also have pandemic masks. The new fashion accessory for the year 2020 into 2021. We have wall art, notebooks, mugs, pillows, pins, you name it. Hey, you want stickers? magnets how about a phone case that's right you can get an mhog phone case just by going to tpublic.com a variety of sizes and colors and the quality is hands down the best you're gonna find that's right mhog merch store at tpublic.com you're part of the family might as well Really be part of the family and grab yourself an MHOGT at tpublic.com. Thanks for listening to the MHOG podcast and for all your support through the years. We want to see those t-shirts outside, so go to tpublic, order your MHOG merch today. tpublic.com.
Sportsgrid.com. Hey guys, sorry about that. We had to cut out into commercial. We had some, uh, you know, some connection issues, but we got we're back. We're here, Mr. Mr. Eddie McClintock, or what is it? Uh, what did you say? Uh, my clit my, talks. My, my clit talks <laughs> or McIn's cock. I, 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 I'm sorry, but my clit talks is my favorite ever, ever, <laughs> hands down, dude. <laughs> Like I that, mean, who could get mad at that? You dude, know, I was a kid, and they'd be like, "Hey, my clit talks. What's up?" And I'd be like, "I ain't even mad." Yeah, right. But, it'd be like, "Hey, must be awkward at parties, dude." Yeah. That, <laughs> right, right. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm really, it, I'm really it gonna got see me if a I lot can. Of chicks. I bet it did. Sure. I bet it did. I'm yeah. gonna, try, I'm gonna have to try to see if I can get away with that as the name of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Go with God, young man. Go with God. <laughs> That would be so great, and I don't know if think, we'll be able to pull it off, but I think I, I think I can figure out a, a constructive way to form it. <laughs> I think I think the other thing that got you the chicks. I don't know if you were married when you were on Warehouse Thirteen yet, but uh, probably being the 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 shirtless guy yes. all the time. Yes. Yeah, I I was I was married. Uh, we had just had the boys. I think were one and two, and so uh, but it was cool because I. Yeah, I knew that they were going to um, ask me to take my shirt off. <laughs> and um, and so um, I got them. I got the network. Hey, hey, the dog was peeing on the wall. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh my, my dog was just getting ready to piss on our wall. <laughs> Dude, this is better than the, the director going to the bathroom. <laughs> you... You, my friend, have won. You have won. <laughs> you know. You know what that is? That's a that is an angry puppy at you because you haven't spent any time with him. Yeah, yeah I've been on my way to freaking right. Huntington Beach. If you didn't have to drive your kid um, over to his girlfriend's house, you know, maybe you could have walked don't the ever dog. Have kids. Don't ever have kids. <laughs> um, I'm I'm kidless, so. <laughs> so uh, so you know the network paid for me to have um, a trainer. And, you know, I, so I got to just work out and work out and, and which was cool. But, you know, I mean, I was in Toronto in the middle of the winter, um, <laughs> in a, in a tiny, you know, one bedroom apartment by myself. Cause that's, we shot in Toronto. So, um, you know, and my wife's from South Texas. So she was like, she nice. came for a while and was like, Oh no, <laughs> I'm not going back there. It's a little I mean, cold. You know, 20 below zero. You know, Toronto is like uh, Cleveland with an accent, and, <laughs> and, oh and, it, and it's twenty below. So, um, you know, I got to stay in shape and and stay focused and and work out. And uh, my trainer up there was awesome, so it was it was pretty cool. I mean, that I'm, I'm cool. I should know this next question. I should know the answer to this next question, but for some <laughs> reason I don't. What was your first acting gig? Uh. My first, like, paid acting job was uh, I did a commercial for Coors Light, and it was uh, it was the Tap the Rockies. Oh, uh, where, nice! Where we were giants, we were giants playing football in the Rockies, like, but we were like jumping over the mountains. And... I remember that commercial. Yeah, it ran all that one that one year. It ran every Sunday, like all day. That's so and, great. And, and um, and it was cool because uh, when I got the job, I I called my best friend back home. He was uh, 
an all Ohio wide receiver from my high school, you know, we played football together and, and, um, I was like, dude, send me your, cause they retired his Jersey. So I, I wore his Jersey in the commercial from our high school. So it was cool to be able to, that's great. You know, give, give some props to him and give some props to, uh, to my hometown. But, um, my first speaking role was on the young and the restless. Really? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it was funny because um, <laughs> I didn't have any credits. Or, you know, I mean, I was a wrestler, football player, you know, idiot coming out of Ohio. <laughs> and and uh, so in order to get me into the agency, my agent put me in the dance department. And, <laughs> and I was like, dude, you, you do not want to see me dance. <laughs> and I cannot dance. And he... He was like, it's okay. Just, you know, I, we got you in the, you know, that's how I got you in. And, and then he called me one day, he goes, I have an audition for you for young and the restless, but you have to dance. And I was like, Oh dude, I told you I can't. And he goes, just go, just show up. You never know. You know? So I get there and there's guys like, you know, doing the splits and warming <laughs> up and you know, whatever. And I was just, and they kind of, they kind of, you know, they went, okay, you. And then that guy, he did some of his dance moves and then, okay, you. And then he did, and then they got to me and I, I just, I did the Spicoli from fast times, you know, kind of just this little, yeah, and they, the sway. they were like, what, what are you doing? And how did you get in here? <laughs> and, and I was like, I don't know, man, but you know, I'm having fun doing it and I got the job. <laughs> That's I awesome, job. dude. So, uh, yeah. Um, I went to see, uh, the night that it aired, it was my birthday and I, I went to see ministry at the palladium and, yes. in, uh, in, uh, LA Lucky. and, uh, it was a pretty, you know, it was a pretty cool night. You know, it was like, uh, I was talking on national TV for the, for the first time. So that's amazing. Cool. Dude, that's well, so that would cool. be a hell of a birthday. That's a, that's, yeah, that's a what's a really good show though, uh, to go see ministry. What, what album were they turn touring on? Do you remember? Uh, it was, it, let's see, it had to be, uh, was it after the live album? Uh, gosh, uh, the one with the, I can't believe I can't remember the name <laughs> of the okay. album. You have uh, kids now. So yeah, it's hard. Exactly. The guy with the, his brain kind of hanging out, That's... holding the, the American flag, the little American flag. Oh God. Oh, um... I can't remember it either. Damn it. Uh, awesome band, by the way. Oh yeah. I love that band, yeah. dude. So, so here, so. What the hell? I'll 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 tell the whole story. I'm gonna <laughs> drop I'm gonna drop a name or two here, so get ready. Sweet. We'll, but uh, we love go. it. Love it. So I was talking to Maynard. Nice. And I said, Ministry's playing at the Palladium. And he said, Let's go. So we get there and the door guy, this in you know, monster of a man, was like <laughs> knew who immediately knew who Maynard was and of course and uh Phil. put us up in the VIP balcony opposite the VIP balcony. Whoa. So there's two balconies at the Palladium. The the one on the right is the VIP balcony and the one on the left they keep empty. Okay. And he put us up there. So we were the only 
me and my Maynard, my buddy of mine, we were the only three people. Fuck. And, and, you know, the people from the VIP could see right across over. And I'm sure they were just like, oh, my God, look, Maynard's sitting right over there by himself. <laughs> right. Because my, my buddy and I went down into the pit. You know, I mean, I was a huge uh, ministry fan, and which is why I feel like a, a dumbass because I can't remember the name of that album. Filth Pig. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The first, You know, the first time I saw ministry was for uh, Psalm 69 in 92. I want to say yeah, they Lollapalooza. Play. Yeah, yeah, dude. I saw man. That was the first time I ever saw ministry, and I, uh, the the Lollapalooza here was so crazy. I, we were in, I'm in New Orleans, so like down here, like it had rained, like the uh, the day before, and the fucking fairground, dude, was sloppy. It was so like mud was up to your knee, you know. Right. And there was this. Uh, they set a record at that time for uh, the amount of people in the in the fairground. Right. For that show, I think it was like I don't know. I think it was like eighty five thousand people were there. It was ridiculous, and because yeah. it was the only Lollapalooza in the South at that point, because that was only the what the second year it ran, I think. Right. Right. So everybody from Texas, Alabama, Florida, you know, they were all over here. Well, I I waited. I waited for three bands. I sat in the very front row waiting for ministry to come on when they fucking came on and they opened up with like, uh, what was it? Uh, just, oh God, just one fix was the opener. Right. Right. Man, dude, that whole place went absolutely bananas. Yeah. It was, yeah. And, the... and they were playing at that time. They, they were, they were so turned up. That yes. I know a lot of the people were actually kind of, had to move back yeah, because it was, it was so loud. So loud. <laughs> yes. Cause so loud. like when that scream opened up that song and then all of a sudden I was like, Holy shit, this is loud. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And what I'll never forget about that show was, is when they started playing uh stigmata and I got on, I got thrown up onto the, the, like the, where all the big bouncer guys were. Right. So I got thrown up right. there and I turn around at that point. I had long hair, so I as I turn around, when I turn around, I'm fi I'm in this trough, right? I turn yeah. around and I look up, and Al's standing right in front of me, and I'm just like, "Holy shit, man! I have made yeah. it!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I go to turn around, and I put my foot on the barricade, and I just jumped back over into the thing. Man, those guards were pissed. They were so mad. They were trying to grab me and stuff, but I didn't oh, care. Man. I was like, fuck you guys, Look, man. Those, are the, those are the days. Yeah. Man. You the can't do it now. Swine and roses. Exactly, man. dude. Yeah. It was, dude, it was so much fun back. Like, it, I feel bad for the kids these days who can't really do any of that stuff or can't really enjoy the shows as much as we did, you know? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know if I'm just like a "Hey, you kids, get off my lawn." But we are the music. <laughs> the music that uh, that uh, my boy listens to now. I, I, I mean, I can't even. I, I just sit there and just I, I feel like a terrible parent for you know, <laughs> look, sitting there. Look, you know, like, I, I understand. Uh, to, well, you know, your parents probably thought the same way. I mean, I yeah, think it's a I generational could, thing. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. I can remember my dad being like, "Nah, what the hell's that? Is that the damn right. nine foot spikes or whatever?" 
Well, I, I think maybe your kids will, will, when they get older, I think they're going to appreciate what you listen yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I think that happens yeah. a lot because I'm sure, I, I'm not sure what your folks listen to, but I, I grew an appreciation for what my folks used to listen to. Same. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I've, I listen to some weird stuff, you know, and some oddball stuff still, but um, I don't know. I, I just think it's one of those, it's one of the cycles of life that we have to get through. <laughs> With with yeah. kids and with, yeah. with a different generation. Yeah, but it's, it's well it's... on 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 the upside. The other night, my fifteen year old last night asked me. Um, he was like, "Hey, Dad, have you ever heard of the Deftones?" Yes. And I was like, I was like, "That's my boy." Because I, I, I had just like a few weeks ago, I made a Deftones um, playlist on my Spotify. So I was nice. like, "Yep." And so I sent him the playlist and. That's so, cool. You know, there's, there's hope for him yet. Yeah, like know? my go. my son is only five, but he's already been to one, two, three, four shows. Like I already taken him to four concerts. I've taken him to nice. see his first concert was Coheed and Cambria. He's seen um, uh, who was the other one? We went went to Rob Zombie. Went to Rob Zombie. Yeah, we and nice, and, nice. And, and his favorite band is Guar. So I took him to oh, I took yeah, him to see his first Guar show, and we've had we've had several of the members of Guar on our show, and I've I've we've become friends with the guys, you know, so it's cool. But actually, th- at this show, that was before we met him or anything. But I kept emailing them because I was like, dude, you gotta play his favorite song, <laughs> and and what was funny is they actually played it and. He was singing along and getting that oh. goop on him at five. It was the greatest moment That's of my great. life, you know. One of the such a proud dad. Yeah, at that yeah, too. right. <laughs> but wait, one of my favorite parts of the whole show is like I'm holding him in my arms, and my wife is looking at me, and we're just we're just watching the show, you know. And then Guar is singing the song that says "fuck this place." And I look up, I look up at my son, and he's fucking screaming those words, <laughs> pumping, nice. his, pumping his fists in the air, and I'm laughing, nice. dude. I'm laughing oh. my ass, and everybody around's like, "Look at him!" <laughs> oh yeah, because you're getting cred for bringing your kid, right? And, you know, it's like so that's that's a good, that's a good deal, man. Yeah, he well, loves hold it. on to it because. When he's when he's fifteen, he's gonna be listening to Scooby Doo and the Ding Dongs, and you're gonna Trust be like, me. "What? <laughs> look, <laughs> look, look!" Between what I listen to and what my wife listens to, my wife's you know, way younger than I am. So when my wife brings in this nice. sh- this yeah, garbage, she, she's fourteen. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> good, good pull. Good pull. Well, it, is, it is Louisiana. <laughs> That's true. That's true. No, no, <laughs> she's she's twenty nine. Okay. You sure got a pretty mouth. <laughs> But, but the stuff she listens to is way different than the stuff that I listen to. Like she grew up on Green Day and stuff like that, the punk rock stuff, and then she started listening right. to the the new. I'm, I got I'm air quoting right now hip hop because right. it's it's yeah. not hip hop. Trust me, it's whatever the no. hell they're putting out now is terrible. Um, yeah. but she listens to some of that. So between the two of us, he's gonna have a pretty eclectic taste in music. Because I feed him stuff from like what my my dad listened to, like the Beatles and and you know the stone sure. the Stones sure. and you know yeah. shit like that, and she feeds him the stuff that she listened to, you know, like Justin what? Bieber. No. And speaking of eclectic, though, <laughs> other than music, I like him saying I, no. I want to get back to you because my bad, my bad. We having a conversation. I'm oh, sorry. I know you do. I know you do. But I am I am wanting to know some information here. Speaking yeah. of eclectic, you have an eclectic 
uh, resume when it comes to acting. You really do, man. You're you've done a lot of shows. Yeah, I was on fire early on in my career. Uh, I think then, you're still on. I think you're still burning. You just I don't think so too, it. man. I do too. Well, thanks, man. I don't mean to be negative, you know, but I guess I, I shouldn't be negative. But uh, you know, there's hope. I'm not dead yet, man. As long as I'm still above ground, you know. Right. It, it, like I said, I'm staying in the fight. But but yeah, man. I mean, early on, I just uh, I, you know, I got to work with some of my idols, you know, uh, growing up. Um, back in Ohio, you know, as a little kid watching like Saturday Night Live, the original Saturday Night Live, sure. you know, with, uh, you know, Dan Aykroyd and Belushi and, all, and uh, Murray. And, you know, I, I've had uh, Jane Curtin has played my mom. I did a sitcom wow. uh, for NBC and Jane Curtin played my mom. And, it, you know, it's moments like that that are just, uh, you know, just m magical, you know, standing nose to nose with the James Woods and doing this scene. And then, mm. you know, in warehouse 13, my, my mom, uh, uh was the star star starship captain, uh, Jane Janeway. Captain yeah. Janeway. Janeway. Yeah. Janeway. Yeah. And, you know, my wife was uh, seven of nine. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can't get, you, that's pretty good. Yeah, right? That was pretty good. So, you know, I, I got killed by, by uh, Brent Spiner, who played Data. <laughs> man, you got you got fucked up by some Star Trek people, man. <laughs> and, I know, right? And and, um, and like True Romance is one of my favorite. You know, has been one of my favorite movies forever. And then you know, uh, Saul Rubinek, um, uh was uh, he played Lee Donowitz in True, True Romance. Romance. Yeah, and so. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I still get completely starstruck about, you know, when I get to work with these people. Um, and so, you know, I mean, I'm, I, uh, I've been real lucky. Have you seen a change in, in the, uh, the aspect of the industry that you're in? Have, have you seen a change in how things are, are, are progressing or, or, or just like, has things like, uh, I don't know. I have, I have a, 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 a relative of mine that works works in, in Hollywood, and he, he made the comment to me that said that it was like, uh, for, on, on his end, it was like night and day. Things just, all of a sudden, when you're there, it, it can change in an instant. But with the, with the sign of the times and the way things are moving and progressing nowadays, have you seen a major change in the industry? Uh, I mean, are we talking about like the inc inclusion and like uh, all of that? I mean, any anything that uh, that you see. Yeah, I mean, well, I yeah, mean, there's I mean, there's it's. it's at, gotten... I was gonna say, as an outsider, I see it as I see old Hollywood and new Hollywood. I don't know that there's much of the gray area where you might know the middle more than I do. I mean, it certainly has. Uh, it certainly has changed. Um, and, you know, look, it, look, this is what I've always said. Look, I don't begrudge anyone an opportunity. I, I want to, you know, like it's it kind of like when I started um, auditioning, you know, I used to go into auditions with this like wrestling mentality, um, you know, like, uh, you know, I don't I'm not, you know, like staring down some other guy in an audition like a knucklehead or whatever. <laughs> and And then after after years of being in there. And going, oh, man, we're all just hustling our asses off to get a job. You know, that's then then you just go, man, you know, good on you. If you get this job, 
good for you. And, you know, hopefully I'll get it. But if you get it, you know, I, I, know, I know the struggle is real. Being a, a craggy old white guy, it doesn't really bode well for me. Right, um, right. Uh, yeah, certainly the um, the number of opportunities have, and that's across the board, whether you're an actor or writer or director, um, you know, to be to be old is not the hip thing to, to be these days. So. Please don't think of yourself as old because we're right behind you. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Stop well, that. let me just stop tell that. you, I've decided to identify as a um, decent human being. There you I, go. Dude, you I will get every job ever. Again, like I said, man, I want everybody. Look, here's right. the thing. I had the, I had a, I had the big talk with my boys the other day, right? The big race mm-hmm. talk, right? Okay. All right. And I said, I never had that talk. And I said, Are you, well, but nowadays you, you have to you know, you have to. So I sat them down and I said, okay, are you guys ready for this? And they said, yeah. And I go, don't be an asshole. Good. That's the best way to talk. And that's it. Don't be an asshole to anyone, to, to whoever. I mean, why does it need to go further than that? You know, treat everyone fairly, treat everyone the way you want to be treated with kindness and respect. Yep. Period. Isn't that that it's that yeah. old simple golden rule thing that we were right. telling your kids, right? Yeah. You right. just you just take it, you just erase whatever shade it is, and there you have it. It's the same rule. Yeah, man. I mean, it's... you know, like I I just I I love people. I, I you know same. I just don't. You know, I get to go to these conventions um, because of Warehouse 13. I get to meet and talk to thousands and thousands and of people. Awesome. And and you know um, I'm I'm doing them a favor and they're doing me a favor because you know I like talking to people and I get to say thank you for giving me a career yeah. you know and 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 so that I can have indoor plumbing at the house. <laughs> I think I think your kids are going to realize at one point how cool their dad is. Yeah, man, I hope sooner than later. You know, my <laughs> wife is cool as shit too. When I met my wife to be. Um, we, she had a dog named Bonham that, that oh, she nice. named after my all time favorite drummer in John, the world, John Bonham. And, and I was like, you need to, we need to get married. Uh, <laughs> she worked, she worked for Rockline at the time. So, nice. you know, she was, she's, she comes from old classic rock and roll That's cool. and, and, you know, so we just get along and, and we try and tell our boys. You know, you have no idea how, you know, like cool we are. And they're like, yeah. just like, okay, okay, boomer. Uh, <laughs> you know, well, um, I was going to, what I was going to say was, you know, the issues that I, I have are when I was growing up as a kid, and I see it with my son now, you know, you're not worried about what the hell the person's skin tone is. You just want to be friends with everybody, and I've always yeah. been, and I've always been that kind of person. I avoid complete assholes and people who are jerks. That's the yeah. people. That's the people you got to watch out for. It, it yeah. was, and, and you know, little kids don't know color; they only yeah. know friends. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's it's if we would keep that mentality instead of being fed what the fucking excuse my language media says. I didn't. No, I'm not excusing my language for saying fuck. I'm saying for media because that's a bad word. Um. But they say it, it just kind of draws out the hate between people. And I just I can't take that, man. It's just it's so terrible. Um, d- dude, I am so there with you. Um, I mean, and, um, 
you know, we should we should move on from this topic. Yeah, we should. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't want. I don't well, want to I, I'm going to switch it over to a project I think you were a part of, and I'd like to know some more about it. And oh, I want to know go. what is coming out. I I saw a trailer with you in it for a thing called Reboot Camp. Oh yeah. Yeah, I did see that too. What is this about? I mean, I know what it's about, but please tell everybody else what it's about. Okay. Uh, so, uh, my my friend, a uh, friend of mine, David Lipper, who's a, just a great guy. We met back in acting class back in '97, and you know, we were friends back there. We were friendly, and he always did great work. And so, you know, we we kind of kept in touch off and on through the past. I don't know, 15, 16 years uh, via uh, social, um, so, what is it, what, social media. Sorry, and um, and then he called me out of the blue and was like, "Eddie, I want you to come be in this movie." And um, so uh, I got to be a part of this movie, and and he uh, he got the uh, the greatest uh, cast, man, Ja Rule and David Koechner and. Um, Eric Roberts and uh, uh, Billy Morrison, who's a, uh, also a really good friend of mine. Who nice. played? I don't know if you guys know Billy, but um, mm-hmm. he plays uh, for for Billy Idol and yes. just um, huge, huge names in this in this movie. Oh, man, such such and such you know talented, funny people, and and basically the movie is about the, these two guys, these two brothers wanted to do a documentary about um to see if they could start a cult (laughs) and and just for just for kicks right and see how stupid what stupid things they could convince people to do in the name of like you know spiritual wellness and um and so they get these people to do just these ridiculous things and then it kind of backfires on them because it becomes a an actual cult and but it's but it's all funny you know the movie uh the movie's winning awards and uh at film festivals and it's doing really well and because i was cracking up at the trailer this this is insanely funny it's that type of humor that you're like it's it's so i don't want to say it's just dry it's it's kind of a dryish humor at times it's very yeah yeah i mean to to me like some of my favorite movies are like uh, of course, you know, Spinal Tap and oh, yeah. Waiting Waiting for Guffman. It, it's right um, there. Yeah, the waiting uh, the the uh, Christopher Guest style. <laughs> yeah, that's some um, funny shit. Comedy where it's you know kind of understated, but you know you gotta if if you don't listen, you'll miss it. Um, those are those are the funniest shows to me, and the character that I play. I mean, I I I drew. F- court from corky from um waiting for guffin because I, I was like how does this guy transform himself into this incredibly believable outlandish character without going over the top you know and being like the a scene i saw character. you in you were standing yeah. in the kitchen in like a short wetsuit yes uh, <laughs> a bike of a, a, a biking like a biking it's a biking yes spandex yes oh, and i'm fuck. like this is really bizarre <laughs> yeah, I mean that I, that was my 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 goal was to, you know, I had an opportunity to really try and channel a a 
a character, be a, a something completely different from who I am as the, as a person, and and be funny at the same time. So uh, that was uh, that was my swing, and I don't know, you know, people said I I did okay, so maybe I, I'll maybe I, and I'll you were able again. to do that during this was a a twenty twenty movie, yeah, yeah, we we so uh, you did this during the big the big I, P the big pandemic. I, I think it was maybe, gosh. I'm was it during the P because we we weren't we weren't all wearing masks. I remember no. that. So it may be, may have been just before just before right. Just at, been... the, at the beginning. So there wasn't, you know, Fa- Fauci didn't um <laughs> he, he he went from saying, you know, you don't have to wear masks to I think he was just starting to say if you don't wear a mask, you're an idiot. Yeah. So you were coming yeah. right off of uh, what was the show you were on? Uh, no good. No Nick. good. Nick. Yeah. Yes. Yes. With uh, Sean Astin and Melissa Joan Hart. Yes. I mean, again, the people you've been able to work with. Is, <laughs> it's is, amazing. Uh, yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. man. But, yeah. But you you're, know, you're get, in that category. I mean, you are you honestly. Yeah. I'm not just blowing smoke here, dude. I I've been a fan of yours. Anything that you've been in, I've probably seen it. Oh, dude, and, and thank you so much. Primarily because that, you were in it, because you are, you you just come across on the screen so well. Right. I I appreciate that. Thank you know, you. from Warehouse 13 yeah. to Agents of Shield I mean, to uh, I oh mean, my God, yeah, dude, all that. Um, anything you've been, Supergirl, you know, Bones. Yeah, a big one was um, when I did I did a uh, uh, two two episodes of Friends back in the day, and it's right when I had met my wife you know, to be, and, you know, I was kind of, it was her favorite show. Oh, wow. And I was like, Hey, uh, I'm going to be on friends. <laughs> this week. You want to come up to my palatial estate above the Chateau Marmont? <laughs> of course I was living in a guest house, so it wasn't a palatial estate, but you know, she swears that's not how I got her up there, but I think that it had something to do with it. You know, they they, they had just um, signed their. De- they were making that year a million dollars an episode. Yeah, yeah. Oh that, my god, that was. Uh, I'm, I'm looking it up because I wanted to see which episode it was. That was when. Um, that was in 2002 when when Rachel had a baby. Yeah, parts one and two. Yeah, and um, wow. so, I mean, what a trip. Uh, I mean, that was. Uh, that was wild. And then I did, uh, um, fucking cool, man. You know, I got to do just shoot me and work right. with that when they were, when they were, uh, and it's really a great episode. It's the, uh, the last Thanksgiving. So it was kind of a touchstone episode. Nice. And, and now you, uh, you worked, you, prefer, you did spin you city as well. This, yeah. You, but you prefer spin city. Time. Yeah. I got to work with Charlie and, um, and, uh, geez. Um, uh, swing batter, uh, Alan Ruck. <laughs> swing uh, you know, batter. I was a, I was a huge fan of Alan Ruck from, uh, you know, from Ferris Bueller. Yeah, sure. Was, yeah, yeah. He was amazing, and yeah, you know, like I said, man, I've just I've been really, really lucky, and and uh, I've gotten to meet you know people that I admired so much when I was you know back home in Ohio watching TV and watching movies, you know, little yeah. like. I just I was always like, how did I get here, man? Like, <laughs> how, how did this happen? Do you ever go for the 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 scary? Do you ever do? Do you ever? Have you I ever... would love to do the scary. I mean, I I you know live to do scary. Um, nice. <laughs> I actually did. I actually did one scary, 
Okay. Um, it, it was uh, the world-renowned uh, sci-fi edition of The Boogeyman. Oh, yes. The, the, yes. the TV show? Yeah, well, it was, um, it was a... It, it was, was a TV like a, movie. A oh, it was made, made for a movie. movie. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. We, I had to. Um, we shot in Bulgaria. Wow. Hey, I, they I, do I, a lot of shooting in Bulgaria. Yeah, for those type of yeah. Movies. One, they one do, of the... man. In the dead of winter. I mean, this place. It was crazy. Driving out on a on a two lane road in the middle of a blizzard in Bulgaria, and uh, you know. Uh, just out into the middle of virtually nowhere because the studio was way out of town out in the middle of these this like you know high plains snow-covered tundra don't forget your goat leggings oh so (laughs) on the on the way out there there would be these like women dressed you know in parkas standing by the you know we would drive by this one-legged woman standing by the road and then like another one and another one and i'm like uh, hey man, what uh, what are these girls doing standing out by the road? And he's like prostitute. <laughs> he's prostitute. The one with one leg was named Peg. Hey oh, I, I thought it was Eileen. <laughs> Swing batter. <laughs> hey now, there you go. go. Uh, <laughs> yes, Peg. I, I, I could see you actually. There's. There's so many roles out there that I, I that I see that come on the sh- on the screen, and I'm like, you'd be good in this. I, I always wondered. Uh, oh, thanks, do you, man. I didn't know if you shied away from the, the the horror and the scary. Or no, no, not at all. I I would love to do. I mean, you know, my jam is is uh, you know classic, you know, universal horror. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good shit. George man. George A. Romero. Um, actually. Um, Right before George passed away, um, a, a friend of mine who I worked with on Warehouse 13 had written a script called Road of the Dead. And uh. we went and uh, pitched it to George and his wife. We had lunch and, you know, I was just over the moon. You know, the, the original 1978 yeah. version of Dawn of the Dead. I, I remember my cousin and I got my dad to uh, take us to that movie. <sighs> And the scene, you know, where the, the, the cop kicks the door open and shotguns that guy's oh, head. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, and yeah. it just explodes. I mean, nothing like that had ever been on Three. film. Yeah. And, and uh, I can remind my dad looked over at us, you know, and we're both like giggling. Like, and, <laughs> and my dad was just like, what have I brought you to? You know, <laughs> And we were just over the moon. So to be able to sit and have lunch uh, with. You know George A. Romero, the, Dude, the legend. That man, was... that that man was such a nice, nice man. I met him at uh, te- yeah. Texas Frightmare one year. He was over there, and uh, we, uh, you know, I, I wasn't. I'm not a huge autograph hound. I don't go running around. I mean, I had a friend of mine who years before got his autograph for me, which was very, very cool. But I, I just wanted to talk to him for a few minutes, so I waited like you know, 40 minutes in line just to talk to him for like two seconds, you know, three seconds, right. just to say, look, man, I appreciate what you did. You know, all the stuff, all the work you've done, you don't, you know, it's, it's amazing. You know, I just wanted to say yeah. that, shake your hand and tell you, thank you. And he's like, Oh, thank you so much. He says, 
well, why don't you take a picture with me? I said, you sure? Uh, I'm like, he's like, yeah. yeah, come on. So I was like, fuck. All right. So my wife took the picture for me. You know, it was really cool. It was very nice. Yeah. I wanted to do that. He didn't have to do that. You know, I mean, well, you, you must meet a lot of people during, uh, when you're, when you're doing the conventions and stuff. Do you, I mean, uh, I'm, sh- I, I'm sure the, uh, some of these, uh, these directors and, and, and the, the people with the, with the ideas are coming to you going, you know, I, if they're not, I don't know why, why they're not, because they, they should be coming to you with these roles because dude, yeah, I you mean, can make, you, know, you can play you a scary dude agent. if you want. Huh? You can uh, play a scary dude, I think. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know if you ever saw Shooter, the show Shooter that we did with, uh, I did, um, yes, the, the first season of Shooter with Ryan Phillippe and Omar Epps and Tom yeah, Sizemore. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, I, you know, I played a, an absolute sociopathic psychotic murderer. Yeah. I mean, and, right there, uh, that should say something. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Look, I'll murder. Come on. Whatever, I, whatever I gotta do, out. whatever I gotta do, call me. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, I, but I, I, I can see you. I mean, uh, uh, in, in, like you said, like some of those, those monster roles, I think it'd be great. in like the, like a new version of the, the wolf man, that sort of thing. Jack tried to pull it off. But I didn't. Yeah, like, I didn't like. Yeah, I didn't. Li- I tried to like that movie. I just Same. watched it again. Uh, uh, you know, for the since I watched it originally, and I remember it back in the day. I was like, yeah, that's that movie sucked. And then I watched it again, and I tried, and then I was like, yeah, that movie sucked. But you could pull it off, I think. I mean, you've uh, people know you for so many different characters, but they know you. They, I mean, they. You're that type of guy, I think, on the screen that people can look at and go, "I can." I don't know what it is about you. It's just the way you come across, guy. Uh, you, you, you're relatable. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks, man. And I, and you know, and, I, 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 I'm sorry. You were gonna say something. No, I, I, I was just gonna say that I, I think it's I think it's high time people get a little terrified of you. I mean, you know, at least somebody will, because I know it's not my kids. <laughs> Maybe they haven't see, made you mad see, enough. Full yet. circle back to the kids. <laughs> we pride ourselves on the MHOG we, podcast we to go full circle. Back. Yes, yes. We did, oh we did a Jen Saki. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Rum said, I could see you definitely doing as a, a wolf man or, or even just a, I don't know, man, I mean, like some. Uh, revamping some of those classics yeah. that people are. Uh, we, we talked to, 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 Paul, to Paul Taylor. He's the, he's the new pinhead. Yes. Oh, uh, cool! Yeah, cool! Uh, really nice, super fella. nice guy. Absolutely, n- but he—you would never suspect him as <laughs> to be being pinhead. A no. terrifying guy. No, no, not now, even a little bit. Does he do the voice? This is, he uh, does all. You know. Well, wait, yeah. wait, wait. He, he, they, they put filters on it. Yeah, yeah. What he oh, said okay. was, he okay. said, he said, he, 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 man, look, I, sm- I said, I wanted my voice to get deep, so I smoked cigarettes, trying to get my my throat to drop and he said <laughs> and he said when i got in there you know and he said i, I got there and I, I did the line you know and then i watched the movie and then they still turned that shit down with some filters <laughs> right right he said you mean i could have not smoked <laughs> well it's better than if you'd have walked you know walked in and you know said your soul is mine <laughs> right yeah, right right yeah it's you know, time so to play i'm sure it, I'm sure it helped yeah, I'm sure it helped. But well, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, my, I have, uh, you know, like the old Wes Craven movies. Nice. Um, 
I was lucky enough to get to work with Wes Craven on a show called Stark Raving Mad back That's in the day, cool. which, yeah. really cool. which was with Tony Shalhoub and Neil Patrick Harris. And Wes did an episode of the show. And, and uh, wow. I was talking to him one day at lunch about, you know, The Hills Have Eyes and uh, Scream and and uh, The Last House on the Left and oh, all man. that stuff. And, that, that and the next day he, he showed up with... Uh, um, two posters from his private, you know, stash. Uh, one was of a hill, the Hills Have Eyes, which he signed uh, for me. And and then he gave me an original Swamp Thing poster that uh, that I still have. You know, Son just, of I, a again, bitch, dude. Again, much like George Romero in that they're, they're just just they were just great guys. Dude, man. that is that is incredible, man. Like that's. Yeah. Wow. Wow. But, you know, my wife now, she's like, you're not putting that Dawn of the Dead. When I met with, with Romero, um, he had brought from home a, a signed poster of uh, Dawn of the Dead. It was oh. a limited edition um, Dawn of the Dead poster <laughs> that, you know, I had framed. And um, But, you know, my wife makes me hang all that stuff in the garage now. Yeah. She's like, you're not putting those zombie brains hanging out posters in our nice home yeah you don't have to tell me my wife doesn't let me put any of my stuff out like i i'm a i'm a i do i do action figures and i do i have some you know like i said autog autograph pictures and big movie posters you know and right. when, when she met me i had them all in my apartment you know hanging up around it looked nice yeah i didn't, I didn't have it looking what's, stupid you know I mean, what's what's the best thing you have hanging on your wall right now um yeah. i have um this is a trick question I know it's a trick question, but I have, let's see, uh, right now I have, I'm looking at my autographs, so I would say what you, oh, no, I, have a, Harry, I have a Harry, question, I have a Harry Anderson autograph, which is very cool because he's dead and he was an awesome, like comedic actor and magician, by the way. Right, right. Um, met From him a court, yeah, right? yeah. Night met court? met him a few yeah. times. Uh, the guy, uh, my boss I worked for was friends with him and he had a club down here. And uh, he was doing his his uh, magic show and stand up stuff here, so he took the whole clinic out there uh, to see him, and we got to hang out and stuff. Very cool guy. Very. He was really nice. into like sideshow stuff, because he did that. Right. He did that as a kid. Like that's how he got his start. He would go with these sideshow circuses and do stuff for them and do tricks and shit. And that's he lived on the street basically. Right. So the, the you know, freaks. Yeah. I got that. Yep. I got uh, one of my my favorite pieces are um, I have that in the entire cast of uh, of um, uh, Billy Pond's movie uh, Circus of the Dead. I have all that signed, which oh, is cool. which is very very cool. Um, and one of my other favorites is uh, my uh, pinhead, my original pinhead, you're, Doug Bradley. You're, you're hurting my feelings right now, man. Why? What's wrong? I because because you're supposed to say I'm not gonna say your thing. your face because I'm not gonna say my that. face <laughs> is on your wall. It is. I, it is. He actually yeah, sent well. he sent me a blanket, uh, one year for oh. Christmas with his face on it, and nice. and I hung it up, I hung it up on the wall. So every time we do a show, he's always here, even if he's not. <laughs> Uh, see, you guys uh, were you guys friends before you started doing the radio show? Yeah, yeah, uh, we, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh -huh. we, we, uh, yeah, we've been friends for uh, I don't know, fifteen years, maybe, if not yeah, longer. If not longer. 
we started we started hanging out on um of all the, places at the, at the bathhouse yeah yeah, yeah of all yeah, places the there yeah. <laughs> nah, we met uh, we met hanging out on xbox live actually playing video games oh nice yeah nice. so it was pretty cool yeah yeah, I used to play, man. Then my wife was like, I will divorce you. Yeah, that's what so happens. I yeah. had to go cold turkey, man. I Come used on, to man. be uh, a, Call, a Call of Duty ghost. and then I Oh, did, yeah, uh, that's my games I, right there. I did Battlefield 1. Nice. Oh, I love that. And uh, was starting to move into the next um, Call of Duties when she was just like, you know, because I had the headphones. Well, yeah, the bleeding, the bleeding yeah you, you had to get out, or you had to get out before the Black Ops came out, because then you'd be over. Yeah, you would just yeah, be playing yeah. all day. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know, and I was a big sound whore. I, I had the best, uh, the best uh, headphones that you know you could buy, of course. And and um, on Call of Duty Ghost, remember you you had um, silent footsteps. Oh yeah, yes. And then and then you could. And you could have silent footsteps and amplify, so you could hear guys coming from a, around the mountain, and then meet him with a stab <laughs> right in the neck. That was like my favorite thing. <laughs> See, you're already cut out to play the bad guy, right? See? Yeah. See? Yeah. See? Oh, I'll stab. Man, uh, I'll I'll stab a man. You were you were talking about how you guys laughed when uh, when you were watching the uh, the the Dawn of the Dead movie, and I, I'll tell you this little story. Me and a friend of mine went to see American Psycho. In the in the theater, uh, yeah, and we're sitting there in the theater. I mean, the to me, that's a brilliant movie. I thought that was fantastic. Like a character like that, I think you would fit amazing with. By the way, great movie, great yes. movie. Um, uh, so so the the other people thought you were inappropriately laughing. And, oh yeah, there was there oh, was yeah. there was a part, but that part where where he's running down the hallway naked with the chainsaw. Oh yeah, and he drops, and, he, and he's sitting there following her as she's running down the spiral stairs, and she and he drops it, and he just goes ha like that, dude. Me and my friend just died. We couldn't stop laughing. The whole place turned around and looked at us like we were nuts. But oh, it was, yeah. but it was yeah. brilliant. Well, that's a great movie. I mean, and you know, Christian Bale obviously is insanely talented oh, yes. at what he does. Oh, another good one was. Uh, you know, when I was in college, some buddies came back uh, from the movies one day and they're like, man, we saw this movie, Eddie, that you would go nuts for. And um, and I was like, whoa, what, what is it? And they're called uh, e it's called Evil Dead 2. Uh, <laughs> yes. And I'm like, so my girlfriend and I took acid and went to see <laughs> Evil Dead 2. And uh, oh, my God. I mean, uh you know, Bruce Campbell, all the stuff he does with his face. Oh, yeah, dude. Every, I was just like, this guy is insane. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and so, you know, years went by. I came out here. I, you know, had some success with Warehouse 13. And I'm down at a I'm down at a convention in Dallas. And I'm uh, I'm sitting in the lobby with um, um Dina Meyer, who uh, from Starship Trooper. Yes, so I was yes. there with Dina, and um, sh she was like, "Hey, we're going to dinner um, with a friend. Do you do you want to come with us?" And I was like, uh, "Sure, oh, yeah, that'd be cool." This this black SUV pulls up, and I swear this is how it went down. 
the doors like open and this purple light and fog come rolling out of the <laughs> out of the and this hand reaches out <laughs> this clawed hand reaches out to help Dina into the into the SUV <laughs> and I get in and it's freaking Bruce Campbell. Oh shit. And, and I was just freaking out. I was just I mean such a just such a nerd. Finally, after a couple minutes, I turned around and I was just like, dude, you are the freaking <laughs> awesome. And then you know, he was just like, okay. And, uh, and then I turned back around and, and didn't say much else for the rest of the drive because I was embarrassed, but ended up going to dinner with him. And, and we talked about Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 and talked about... Um, the new because the new evil dead was <coughs> excuse me just coming out the one that that he did with sam um the the, the television know, show like five years five or six years ago or whatever yeah the television show right you're talking about no 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 the they they did uh, uh they did like oh oh yeah the the rebate yeah 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 evil dead uh and uh that was actually just again good. and then at the end we you know because he did bubba hotep right oh fuck i love yes. that movie and, um and so he and I got our pictures together, standing both doing like dueling Elvises. Again, these are things that you need to show the kids to say, look yes, how cool look, I am. I'm a right? cool fucking dude, man. Exactly. You know, guys my yeah. age want to be me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's what you got. You know, it's like fucking true. Like I try to convince my wife that all the time. She never listens. So, so what, what is on the horizon for you? Can you, can yeah, you tell man. us anything? Cause I'm, I, I'm... yeah, I, I just, uh, did a little uh, with my friend, David Lipper, who, uh, I did uh reboot camp with, um, we just finished another, uh, feature, um, uh, with, uh, Danny Trejo is in it. Nice. And, oh, wow. And, uh, Tobin Bell who plays, uh, Jigsaw. Um, so they're both in it and it's actually, I don't know if it's a horror movie as much as it's kind of supposed to be kind of a, you know, campy thriller. Um, but, uh, you know, I had a lot of fun and, you know, people died and people were shot <laughs> and go. stabbed. Why not? And so that, that's, uh, that's in the can and is, you know, being edited. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. And, um, and then I did a, a, a little part in a movie, uh, called, won't you be my quarantine? Um, <laughs> how which, apropos. Yeah. Which is basically a, talking about, you know, how to find a date in the age of the mask, you know, <laughs> that's awesome. And, and, uh, so I play just a wacky, insane character in that. And uh, I guess I did a pretty good job because they they want me to work in their next um, film. So hell yeah, you know I mean things are things. I ain't like dead I, yet. Like I said, I you're still burning, man. Whether Dude, you realize it or not. Yeah, look, yeah. I'll tell you this, man. Uh, I, I probably won't word it as well and as elegant as uh, Keith Coogan did. We had Keith Coogan on the show recently, and. Um, he said that uh, Curtis Armstrong, you know, Booger from yeah, from uh, yeah, yeah, he's told him that, you know, because he was when he was breaking into it, he had asked him. He said, "How the hell did you, you know, get into the industry?" And he says, "Well, I'll tell you this: it's mostly luck." And he said, 
And the only two things you need to learn is you be lucky and to be even more lucky to have one like role that people remember you forever for. And you have a fa uh, rabid fan base of that thing and you can have a career forever, you know? Right, right. And, and honestly, man, you know, I know you do a lot with the Warehouse 13 stuff, man. And, and I think that that will live for a long time, man, especially with like new people discovering the show and, you know, doing things like that, the convention circuits and stuff like that. Dude, you're not dead, man. Just you're going to kick ass and keep on going. Uh, thanks, man. Yeah. You know, I actually I did a CSI with Curtis. Really? And I, I think, yeah. And one of the first things I said to him was, we've got Bush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. You know, I always want to do those things. Like when we had Keith Coogan, on, we had Keith on. I was like, dude. I know everybody in their grandma wants to talk about you, you know, you being the guy from uh, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead and saying the dishes are done, dude. You know, I'm sure you said that line a billion times. So let's wait till later to talk about that, you know? Right. right. You know, so, but, but I think I always wanted to say, just say it to him, you know, but I was like, ah, I can't do it. Can't I, do I it. think, did, did he say it for uh, you? Of course he did. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that I, reminds me. I I have one one more little story. I, yeah, I yeah. worked with uh, the late great Cloris Leachman. Oh, and, oh uh, lucky, lucky! And uh, she again played my mom on a on a on a sitcom pilot that we did. Uh, I did with a, a guy by the name of Craig Bierko, who is you know insanely talented. Um, what was he? He was in that. What was the movie where? Uh, Russell Crowe plays the boxer. Um, uh, kind of a it's a period piece where where his character fights like Max Schmeling or whatever. Anyway, uh, Craig played the 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 other boxer there. Um, but but uh, so Cloris Leachman played our mom, and he you know Craig's a big um, Mel Brooks fan as well, and Cloris Leachman did all the lines from young Frankenstein, Jeez. all the lines from high anxiety. And, you know, we're just standing there just in, in heaven. And, you know, when she, when she died, just, she just passed away. A few yeah. Weeks recent. Ago, yeah. You know, yeah just so like, sad. Just, uh, but man, she was, and then she mooned us. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. She, uh, she mooned the whole set. Uh, she was walking up the stairs of the set and we were all standing out front and she mooned us and you know, Damn, just, dude. Uh, I mean, those are, those are best. awesome moments. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's, that's just that, that, incredible. That movie was dude. called Cinderella man. By the yeah. Way. I was going to say Cinderella man. Yeah. Cinderella man. Yeah. Yeah. But man, that, that's so awesome. Oh God. She was so fucking funny. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah, he was my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this has uh, been a really great, yeah, uh, dude, a, a extremely great uh, interview, and we really appreciate you. Thank you for taking the, taking the time. Yeah, man. Well, I'm so I, I was so uh, you know uh, happy when you guys reached out, man. I was like, ah, oh, cool, you know, for sure. I I I uh, well, like I said, well, I like I like talking to people, and and uh, you guys uh, have made it really easy for me. So good. thank you, you. You are Ohio's Patrick Stewart. Ooh, that's, there you I go. Like it. that's a good oh, one. I like go. that. We're, we're, I like that. That's 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 your new. That's going to be the title in 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 Canton, Ohio's paper. 
See, I always, I, I used to, well, I always used to get uh, Eddie McClintock, poor man's David Boreanaz. Oh, but no. I always used to think of him as more of a rich man's Eddie McClintock. So there you go. You know, taking a, taking a lemon and, you know, making that's, some lemonade. That's funny, man. That's funny. <laughs> Anyway, hey, Eddie, man, thank you for joining us again. We really appreciate it. Um, but before we jump off, I, I wanted to say this, and I've been wanting to say this. I've been seeing your picture pop up on my screen this whole time, and the only thing I could think of was you would play an incredible cowboy. You have that, oh. you have that gritty look to you in that picture that's on here, and I kept thinking, man, a fucking, like, uh, a, a horror western or 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 something you know like a combo type thing would be really fucking cool for you i think oh thank well you should see me in assless chaps oh yeah. Which, yeah. Which don't tease the only way to wear them by the That's, way you you better believe it don't man. tease don't tease man don't tease if you're not gonna come across <laughs> don't tease <laughs> <laughs> well you know i lived in i lived in west hollywood for a while <laughs> Favors, so. Well, you know, whatever gets you the job. When he's still at you know, if you want to make it in Hollywood, you got to get some stretch marks. That's it, buddy. That's, That's it. it. Well, your <laughs> lifelines, my friend. Yes, yes. That's right. Uh, again, again, brother, thank you for joining us. Uh, I, I was your host, Wayne. And I'm the rum guy. And as always, remember to keep it, keep it, keep it. That's it. Get the butt!